When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We recorded this episode of Life Behind Bars several weeks ago before the outbreak of the coronavirus in the United States. And we offer it as a testament to our love for New Orleans. And we hope and pray that the citizens of Louisiana are safe. We can't wait to be back in Ola eating and drinking with all of our dear friends. Welcome to another edition of Life Behind Bars. I'm Noah Rothbaum, the Daily Beast half-full editor. Joining me, as always, is my colleague and co-host, David Weinberg. How are you, Dave? I'm good. How are you? I am good. I am excited for this episode. Um Talking about some of our favorite drinks in the whole world. <laughs> well, some of some of some of the drinks that I, lie, I, I have uh, uh, remembered least of all the drinks right. I've had. All right, that's a good point. Well, we we um, you know in in December, um, you know the kind of a, a cocktail legend, uh, you know, passed away named Earl Barnhart. Um, who, to be honest, I didn't really know that much about him, which is sort of sad. But mm-hmm. I had definitely experienced a lot of his creations and, you know, experienced sort of the world that he created down well, in New Orleans. Well, he certainly shaped uh, a, a part of New Orleans drinking culture uh, uh, decisively and uh, changed the look of the city. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're not going to mince words here. I mean, he, he's not, you know, there are a lot of, you know, cocktail legends in New Orleans who created, you know, the Sazerac and the Vucare and the Ramos Gin Fizz. He's not one of them. Nope. <laughs> No, that's not what this episode's However, about. However, I was uh, I was uh, walking down Bourbon Street on New Year's Day this year, and uh, you saw the uh, the uh, Earl Barnhart's mark in all the gutters, absolutely being swept up by massive uh, mechanical and, sweepers. And his his creations, uh, most notably the the hand grenade, and we'll get to that in a, in a few minutes. Uh, but uh, uh, should we mention the shark attack? And the shark attack, which we'll also get to, which is maybe his most <laughs> dramatic drink. Arguably more famous than a lot of those other classic New Orleans cocktails. Oh, yeah. I mean, at least today. And uh, more, know. far more people go to New Orleans to drink hand grenades than go there to drink Sazerac. And, and, and for those who have not been to New Orleans, basically, you know, Earl Barnhart is is one of the people responsible for Bourbon Street. Whether or not you've been there, yeah, you definitely the, for, know what for, it looks definitely like. Definitely for its modern, yep. uh, its modern. Uh, not, not, he didn't build the street, but he created yeah. the, the. He created modern Bourbon Street. He created modern the, the party atmosphere yeah. that is known yeah. as Bourbon. And, and if you go basically at any hour of the day from yeah. uh, sunup to sundown, you'll see people with giant plastic glasses that look like hand grenades. Well, it's a hand grenade others. with a huge stem on top of it. It, <laughs> it looks really hard to throw. Right. <laughs> I, it, or I'm not, sure how people, tried. I'm not sure how people finish them, but if yeah. you, you're right. If you walk down Bourbon Street in the morning after the party has finally subsided – the gutters, ginormous piles of of these, the of these plastic, plastic hand cup, grenade cups. Um, all over, right? All over. And just and not just them; they're all their imitators. Oh yeah, they're, I mean that. There's the huge to... ass beer that looks oh, like yeah. a, a, a human torso with large buttocks uh, that they pour beer into. All I can say is <laughs> a lot of very very creative um, cups that are yeah. are, are sold. Um, 
I guess they're supposed to be kept as souvenir cups. I imagine some of them make their way back home to across America, them. but yeah. most of them seem that maybe the drinks are so powerful that people. I mean, just drop I imagine them. people I staggering around their garage in Topeka, you know, <laughs> with, with holding, a, you know, with their friends all holding hand grenades. Oh, and, I hope, I hope, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, flashing their chests or, and, you know, uh, and throwing beads to, into the neighbor's yard. Right. <laughs> In, in cupboards, you know, cupboards uh, next to you know the Tupperware yeah, and the yeah. you know the the casserole dishes is a giant plastic you know green cup that maybe has a giant phallus on it or yeah. a butt or you know looks like a hand grenade. Uh, all all things. I just used. imagine those parties. They seem they don't seem out of character in New Orleans, but when yeah. you bring it home. It looks it looks it a looks little a little funky. weird. Yeah. I really learned a lot about Earl from um, Wayne Curtis, our you know fellow half-full Daily Beast columnist who wrote the book on rum called And the Bottle of Rum and, you know, really, um, you know, is, is an expert. So we were able to um, get Wayne to call in from New Orleans. Um, we're better to uh, talk about uh, hand grenades and, and bourbon streets. So uh, let's, let's do that. Let's call up Wayne right now. Hello, Wayne. Thanks for joining us today. Happy to be here. Hey, Wayne. Hey, Dave. You are down in uh, New Orleans. Uh, uh, we are Is that both... how they say it? <laughs> Is it? How do you say it? We're in New York now. New Orleans. <laughs> okay. Okay. New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, this was a short call. Thank you for calling in, Wayne. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Uh, I have a quick question for you. Are you on Bourbon Street yeah. right now? Are you calling in from uh, one of your favorite bars? <laughs> are you at the Tropical Isle? <laughs> I wish I were at the tropics. It's a rainy day and it's getting cooler. Last night was warm and wonderful and there was a great parade. I plan to be on Bourbon Street by later this afternoon. All right. You actually met Earl, um, you know, in New Orleans. I don't, I, I never did and I don't think Dave did either. No. And maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, him and, you know, how he got started and. I think it's like the argument I made in the story that there were, I think there was an Earl Bernhardt era on Bourbon Street and it ended last December when he died. It, the age of 80, but he arrived on Bourbon Street in 1984. He was a, a radio reporter for a while. He covered civil rights movement in the South. He's from Mississippi. Uh, then he was got a partial interest in a radio station in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and he spun country and western uh, tunes for a while as a DJ. But then in the early 80s, when Reagan started deregulating broadcasting, uh, and then Everyone started losing their their very lucrative monopolies in their areas. He saw the handwriting on the wall and thought he should do something else. And that's when a friend came by and said, "Hey, you know, they're starting a World's Fair down in New Orleans in 1984. We should apply for a, a stand down there and sell something." And so they did, and they <laughs> opened up uh, something called the Tropical Paradise, and they had an octagonal beach hut style drink stand and it was fortuitously located under the monorail station which at the time was very cool and people waited for an hour to go on the monorail and 90 degree heat and here was a guy who had uh, drinks that were made with ice cream uh, and liquor blended up he had eight it was an octagonal beach hut and he had eight stations each with a blender and he didn't hire bartenders he called them spinners <laughs> they made up these they made up these tropical drinks and sold them by the you know the gallon unbelievable wow people waiting to get on the monorail what happened to the monorail i guess it i guess uh, good, the... good question um 
The 1984 World's Fair is famous and the, the annals of World's Fair for being the only one, I believe, that uh, went bankrupt while it was still open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All the money went like, to Earl, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think Earl, Earl did not go bankrupt. No. Earl right. did just fine. You know, one of the people he hired was uh, a woman named Pam Fortner. It was a young woman who was hired as a spinner, and she was enterprising and good at what she did. And afterwards, Earl recruited her to come open up a tropical drinks place on just off Bourbon Street originally on Toulouse. And uh, Pam said she would do it, but she needed to be made partner, and she was, and they stayed partners right through, and she's found the sole remaining partner. The they sound like, you know, really smart people. They were. I mean, yeah. super smart, yeah. super smart, and they were sort of at the right place at the right time, but then they also shaped the time to fit what they wanted to do. You know, they we're starting to do these tropical drinks, and I wouldn't call these tiki drinks. These were just, you know, fairly sweet, straight up right. uh, concoctions. But they were, they appeared at, as Jimmy Buffett was taking off, and they were more associated with Jimmy Buffett than with Mark Denny or any of the other right, right. icons. Uh, so they established, yeah, 1984. They started uh, just about half a block off. Bourbon Street. Well, Bourbon Street at the time was kind of needed something because uh, I know from uh, digging into the the history of the uh, of the old Absinthe House that in the in the seventies Bourbon Street was hurting. I mean, it was uh, they were making all kinds of prostitution arrests. Uh, the head bartender at the old Absinthe House went away for dealing heroin in large quantities. Um, it happens. It, yeah, it happens. Hey, it's New Orleans. I mean, <laughs> you know. No, no. Bourbon Street was that was at a at a moment of major transition. Obviously, yeah. the streets it's been around for three hundred years and it's been it goes through a lot of changes. But one of the major changes started in the late sixties and, and happened through the seventies. And prior to the sixties, from World War Two until mm-hmm. then, it was sort of a classic street of nightclubs where you mm-hmm. would go into a place, you'd pay your cover, you'd check your coat, a cigarette, you know woman would come by and sell you some, something to smoke while you watched a band play or a burlesque or whatever it was. And then when you were done, you went back out on the street. And that sort of fell out of favor yeah. in the 60s. Yeah, you know, we had I mean, the easy, easy rider era and everything. Right. So things changed. But even people thought that was already tacky because I've got a remarkable oh, poem yeah. from the late 40s talking about how, you know, Bourbon Street is is this sort of a demon succubus that's destroying the culture of New Orleans <laughs> oh, and God. sucking people. People down into degeneracy, and it goes on and on for page after page of rant and in verse. It's very amusing, but uh, you can see that that we're not going to read it today. No, uh, (laughs) no. I'll save it for a column. Perfect, perfect. (laughs) There's one remaining place like that. Chris Owens nightclub is sort of oh yeah, yeah, uh, vestige of that that era of uh, that. But it's what happened. It's uh, uh. Garrison, the, the prosecutor, became famous, the DA, became mm-hmm. famous for going after Lee Harvey Oswald after the Kennedy assassination and his conspiracy theories. But he, in, in the late 60s, encouraged the city to pass rules that required all the nightclubs to keep their doors open during so business hours so yeah. that the cops could walk down the street and peek in and see if there's any drug dealing or cat selling going on. And uh, 
So at, at the same time, the hippies were descended on, you know, mm-hmm. Grateful Dead, busted down on Bourbon Street. And every, that as, they, as, they yeah. as they say. As they say. And so people and the club started realizing the show was actually not on the stage, but on the oh, uh, street behind yeah. them. So chairs swiveled around. And, and shortly after, I think it was in 69, that the Go Cup legislation passed, allowed bars to sell. So they would take one of their doors and convert it to a you know, place to sell out on mm-hmm. the street. So that was that was the context of Bourbon Street. It switched around and it become an outdoor drinking mall. And and it's through the seventies, but it was still having trouble. And still to this day, I mean, New Orleans is one of the few places in in, in America where you can get a to go cup at the at a bar where you pour your glass or beer or whatever you're drinking into a plastic cup and. You're allowed to stroll along the streets, mm-hmm. sipping enjoyment, and uh, that's totally fine and legal. No, it's fine and legal, and there's been no closing hours on the bars. And <laughs> you talk to people that come in. What could from, go wrong? Yeah, what could possibly go yeah. wrong? Well, here's the thing: you talk to people that come in from the northeast or the midwest, yeah. you know, good solid rock rib, Christian-informed areas, and they're appalled by the concept. But <laughs> my sense, my sense is that this. It's much more sensible and leads to a much more relaxed environment. I was lived in Portland, Maine for 20 years, and it was the worst place to be was to be walking through downtown around 1 o'clock when the bars all closed. Right. Because right. everybody just spilled out at the same time. Everyone ordered two drinks at quarter to one, and then uh, decided to go out in the streets and fight. And, it, and, it's, and if you had a group of people going from bar to bar, it's always the fastest drinker that set the pace. The slower drinkers would have to knock back their drinks. Uh, at the end to get to the next place. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And so now you don't have to. You don't have to, The fastest drinker doesn't set the pace if you go no, to the bar. has got a stack of go-cups, and you pour it in, and you take it to the next place. I, I've never blotto. seen anybody blotto in New Orleans. No, me either. Or fighting. <laughs> or fighting. No, never seen no, any fights. Seen any nothing, fights. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. That's what happens when you get people in the inexperienced. It's the, it's, it's uh, yeah. Blame the New Yorkers. I see where this is going. Yeah. Nobody from New Orleans has ever been. No. no. It's, it's, it's all the New Yorkers. Probably best known for being the co-inventor, he and Pam, of the hand grenade. Uh, and that was like... Now it's really defines. That was kind mm-hmm. of like a happy accident, right? I mean, them discovering that cup. It was. Well, yes and no. The no part was that they would look up the street from where they were and see everyone on Bourbon Street with hurricanes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brian's a block away. Which is still open. Realized, well, we gotta, still going strong. We got to get in on it. Still going strong, but around mm-hmm. since 1934. And and they're uh, famous for both the they, drink and also the hurricane glass that you get to keep. Yeah. I think it's whatever yes. it is. You get to keep the glass and take it home with you. You get to keep the glass for a nominal charge. <laughs> built into the drink price. You can yeah, return right. the glass and get your money back for it. But everyone's charged for the glass. They just, it was easier than. Huh? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I didn't realize that you could return the glass. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, uh, I think I'll return the one I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there like a, yeah, is there like a end date on that offer? Uh, yeah. 
certain number of uh, they, years, uh, uh, decades? So the, the not accident part was they wanted to create something that was, I guess, in 1980s terms, by, you know, would have been considered viral today. Right. Yeah. So they were they had a drink called the Tropical Itch, which is sort of a, a more standard tiki drink, and they would go to one of these Mardi Gras supply stores and buy these eight-inch back scratchers they'd use as stirs mm-hmm. that you get to take with you. And while they were walking through, Pam passed a bin of little hand grenades and picked it up and said, I think we could be able to do something with this. We well, can make a drink with this. I and kind of- they bought some and came up with the a drink to go with a uh, little plastic toy. And they still sell the little tiny ones, right? That's probably the they same do. thing. Yeah, but at some point along the line, they developed a trademark glass. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, 18 yeah. inches high, lurid green. You can see it from a half a block away. So I remember uh, one of the first... Uh, uh, tales of the cocktail when they had awards, uh, you know, industry awards and everybody up on stage and uh, uh, Simon Ford, a, the legendary uh, person who traveled bon around, Vivant. Bon Vivant, who traveled around the country promoting Plymouth Gin uh, and uh, a couple other people and I went to the Tropical Isle and bought <laughs> hand grenades and then we each took one sip and found them, you know, really maybe not geared directly to our palates so we uh, dumped them out in the in the gutter and before the awards we we rinsed them out and had them filled with uh Pernod and water which looks just like the hand grenade oh my God, and amazing. as they called us up on stage to present awards right. we, we we carried our hand grenades with us Unbelievable. Uh, just just to just to anger the uh the, the powers that be there and just to just to kind of poke at them a little bit but uh, yeah. it was it was very amusing I kind of love the idea though that like you know, you'd, you'd walk down Bourbon Street and everybody would be carrying back scratchers, you know, mm-hmm. and that the gutters would be full of back scratchers, <laughs> yeah. like in the morning. Like, what, where did all these back scratchers come from? Uh, I don't know, but, you yeah. know, there's a lot of backs that have n- are right. now scratched. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have yet to, I've yet in the wild to see a back scratcher on the street <laughs> in the mornings, but I don't I guess those aren't. Do they, well, do they still do sell that? I don't at know the, if they have this. I don't I, know if they do or not. I don't, I think so. But uh, um, how, but you definitely see hand grenades all up and down. This I mean, Bourbon Street launched a lot of uh, in that period. It was it also launched uh, Jägermeister. It turns out uh, it did, which was available in America, but nobody really drank it until. Uh, the guy who owned Fritzl's Jazz Bar, and I'm uh, Gunter, I can't remember his last name right now, uh, started carrying it. And people started drinking it there. And they got the rumor started from the people who were drinking uh, Jägermeister at Fritzl's that it was kind of like liquid Quaaludes or liquid Valium. It was. And it was uh, yeah, it took off with. Tulane, LSU. Yeah, yeah. and, yeah, and exactly. then it it spread, you know, throughout. Baton Rouge uh, Advocate and stuff. Yeah, a big story. Yeah, yeah and 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 it, it but it all started at this Bourbon Street bar that had nineteen twenty style jazz and still does. It's a great bar. Yeah, but it was uh, a great bar. It was run by a, a yeah a German immigrant. Yeah, like yeah. so often happens. Showed up in New Orleans and stayed and opened a bar. And I guess the story I'd heard that it was like. German seamen who would come into the port would bring it. It was the most popular liqueur in Germany, so you know he he he, he, he knew it. For the hand grenade, I mean, I, did Earl ever publish his recipe for it? Like, or or is it just sort of? Well, it's got melon in it. It's got something. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's 
got, <laughs> it's got I alcohol in it. I, I actually, once I was walking down Bourbon Street, and there's a pile of boxes that were being thrown oh. out. <laughs> I stopped and looked at it, and it was hand grenade mix, and it had all the ingredients printed on it. Wow. And none of which were less than about six syllables. And right. Yeah. It, it was pretty much unidentifiable. They had the, They had a mix made up for it. I did take a picture of it just for documentation purposes. But and, no. and then I guess it's... originally I think it was uh, it was like I think it was vodka and Midori and some right. citrus. I think yeah. it's pretty decent. It could even have been that. Everclear and Midori also. I did have Chris Hanna we did a, a couple of seminars involving hand grenades. I had Chris Hanna reverse engineer one. But of course you can't call it the hand grenade. No, no. an issue with that too because uh, Earl and Pam were Shrewd enough to trademark the name. Could you call it the landmine? <laughs> you can call it. When I Whatever interviewed you Earl, I interviewed Earl, and he said, "I don't care what you call it. You can call it the bomb. You can call it the landmine. Just don't call it a hand grenade. You can exactly duplicate the flavor. I don't care, but you just can't call it a hand grenade." Fair so enough. At, at that time, there was uh, a, a writer for the Times Picayune interviewed me about it. I gave her the recipe that we'd come up with. I said, just don't publish it as the hand grenade because you will get sued. Mm-hmm. And got published as the hand grenade. Came out the next morning and I got a call <laughs> at like 8.30 from Pam Fortner going, what's this? Oh, oh my I God. Said, Ooh, I don't know. So I called up and I said, you have to issue a correction now. You yeah. have to change it to the right. bomb. And they, they did. Uh, but it was in print. The bomb. A little bit touch ago. But he... Earl offered a, uh, a standing $250 bounty for anyone who reported hand grenades being sold in any other city in America. It's amazing. A, a lawyer sent cease and desist letters, and they uh, you got to defend your trademark. Yeah. Cease and desist. Yeah. Well, he yeah. also they also created not just the hand grenade, but also uh, a Jaws themed cocktail, which I think is pretty ingenious. It did- they never claimed to have created that. All right, they but but popularized it. Stole, they stole right. it. They stole it fair and they square. They stole it and popularized yeah, they stole it. stole it fair and square. They made it much better. Yeah. It was a uh, On Bourbon a Street, this idea of, of creation, it. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> create uh, this, the, uh, create that. Yeah, the shark attack is... I mean, I, first of all, I just like the fact that we've got hurricanes, hang right, shark attacks on Bourbon Street. All the drinks will kill you. Yeah. They are all <laughs> fatal things. <laughs> <laughs> The, and also uh, kind of that New Orleans yeah, dark humor, yeah. like, you know, the things, the worst parts <laughs> yeah. about, you know, the, the world, you know, we're going to name drinks after them. Yeah. Now, the shark attack is is uh, is is not a, an awesome drink to, to actually drink, but <laughs> what? the order is beyond awesome. It's so it's all theater. Um, and the, the uh, you know. Brett Martin tells the story of how he's a writer for GQ, does a lot of their restaurant coverage, moved down here about 10 years ago. And he was over uh, across the way at uh, Molly's on Toulouse, Mm -hmm. and somebody, somebody walked in cranky and grumpy and threw down a piece of paper on the bar. So I can't believe we have to deal with this crap. And it was a memo from Earl to his bar staff complaining that the people who were serving the drinks and the drinks is a whole process to serve it, and, but they were not <laughs> swimming the sharks menacingly enough towards the drinks <laughs> they were not sticking to the script which is everybody out of the water everybody out of the water a shark attack is about to occur and this is said by the bartender while blowing whistles ringing bells 
and often the band on stage will kick into the Jaws theme song for that. Oh my so God. You get a bluish drink, tall bluish drink, mm-hmm. and then the bartender will swim a shark, which is about eight inches long, a plastic hollow shark. And if they're doing it right, it's being done menacingly. And then it plunges into the drink, and of course the shark has been filled with grenadine, so you get this big red oh flake that floats up to the surface. Uh, and then I slide it over to you. I, well, look. I mean, if you're tending bar at the Tropical Isle and you're not doing that stuff, what exactly are you there for? <laughs> you got to bring it. You got to really yeah, bring it. Yeah, I mean that's I, that's the I, whole I, point. I, I, oh, you'd be surprised. There's so many that are just like they're just they're just dialing it in. Dialing it that in. is oh. that is not okay. Where where is the menace? Where is the menace? Man. But I've had some amazing ones uh, there too. And of course, all the drinks are the same. It's just the presentation that varies. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I, I was going to say the next time we're we're all in New Orleans, we have a shark attack. And I thought maybe we'll order one for we'll somebody order else. One. Yeah, maybe 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 we'll, we'll get a designated drinker. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll we'll order beers. Of, uh, yeah, I went in with a group of twelve a few weeks ago, and they're like, "Okay, we'll all order shark attack." I was like, "No, no, get two. Two. That's all you need. Two of them. Yeah. For the show, and then you uh, you sip them and you go outside. Yeah. And and how many how many bars did Earl ultimately have? Seven. Yeah. Three tropical isles on Bourbon Street. He also has a restaurant down the block, and I can't remember the name of the other one. And then he just opened a shortly before he died. He opened a honky tonk. Huh. Okay. Yeah, Bourbon Street, it's, it's sort of been fixed in the 1980s. I mean, a lot of the bouncers still have <laughs> yeah. The music is sure. in the 1980s. Uh, and so the honky tonk was sort of a... a that's, that's why you move there. That's your... Because you, you love you're, it. You're an 80s guy. You're an 80s guy. That's what we always say. Wayne, yeah. he's an 80s yeah. guy. You've seen my mullet. Yeah. yeah. And, I, I, you know, I see you in your Steve Martin suit and playing the banjo on the streets of <laughs> yeah. New Orleans. Or, like, you're always cutting off the sleeves of your T-shirts. Yeah. Yep. You know. Yeah, American flag hanging out of the back pocket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no I, that's me. That's you've seen me. That, and, yeah. and I, I, Singing "Born like in the State of Maine." Down, <laughs> <laughs> do you like walking down Bourbon Street? It's like a challenge every time. Let's see if I can make it. The blocks from Saint Anne to Canal Street without hearing either "Sweet Home Alabama" or "Mustang Sally." Uh, yeah. Oh, it's good that's luck. Tough. The hurricane and then the hand grenade. Still the kings of Bourbon Street, those two drinks. I mean, there, is there anything else that even comes close at this point? Uh, the huge-ass beer. Yeah, we talked yeah. about that which, before we had you which is just Which is just a giant, giant cup of beer. 32 ounces. 32 ounces. There's also the plastic buttocks that, it, that sometimes it comes in. <laughs> yes. Those are the small – I think those are the somewhat – those are the, the big butt beer. Yeah. Please, but Dave, the, don't confuse the issue here. The guy who owns the huge-ass beer – Went after somebody opened up giant ass beer. On the <laughs> oh my god! Only in New Orleans. <laughs> Only in New I mean, Orleans. They, 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 they cease and desist. I mean, now you need the Yo Mama's ass beers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! God. When will this end? Oh my god! Wow! So that's the other famous drink. And then there's now there's uh, a lot of people are, seem to be trying to go after the. The novelty drink. There's the one in a in a, basically a goldfish bowl. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah. I've seen those. Dave's usually uh, you you like those. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm I've usually got a straw oh, yeah. in my face yeah. and then in the bowl. <laughs> yeah. I was saying before we had you on that uh, New Year's Day, uh, my wife and I walked uh, the the length of 
Bourbon Street. Uh, well, you've just gotten out of Tropical Isle. Yeah. Right? Well, of course, we spent the whole night the whole night there, and you know, I, I've never I, I've never fought off so many could, sharks. Could, oh my god! Could you for a column, one of you, or maybe me, will spend like all night there, like from. Oh my God! From 9 p.m. to mm-hmm. like 7 a.m. would make an amazing story. Just I saying, think we should Wayne. all do happy, it. I'm <laughs> happy to see this to either of you. <laughs> I, I think we. I think it needs team coverage. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, we'll team nine to midnight, midnight to yeah. three, three to seven. There we yeah. go. Oh my God! This, this past this past summer when I was here for the month of August because it's too. I like to take a walk every day, but it's too hot because you will just die. If you try mm-hmm. So I get up at so a lot of times. I get up at five six in the morning and go out when it was still reasonable, and I started walking every day down Bourbon Street because I was fascinated by the. The cleaning, oh, the cleaning oh, crew amazing. is amazing. amazing That's what we were marveling at. I took films of him. Mountains of hand grenades. I mean, yeah. it's unbelievable. Oh, you, yeah, you're knee deep in. Stuff. I mean, it looks it looks like the freaking the it looks like the freaking Battle of Stalingrad, uh, <laughs> except the defense contractors were missed an important component and none of the grenades went off. <laughs> unbelievable. It's just it's incredible. Well, tonight when you're on Bourbon Street, um, please have a hand grenade for for Dave and I, and mm-hmm. and, and toast Earl, and and buy Chris Hanna a shark attack, please, our legendary New Orleans yeah. bartender. Um, and uh, yeah, I, you know, I hope you and Chris um, will will have a hand grenade and a shark attack, and uh, toast Earl and uh, all that he contributed to this amazing, crazy world that we know as Bourbon Street today. <laughs> <laughs> We shall do, and everyone needs to come down and have a hand grenade and a shark attack and a hurricane. Absolutely. All right. That is That's all. a deal. Yeah. Okay. We'll see you in New Orleans soon. See you in New Orleans. Over hurricanes. I'll be, uh, and I'll hand be grenades, waiting. and then a shark attack right. all in a row, and then followed by a big ass <laughs> beer. Yeah. And then we'll be in the gutter. <laughs> <big-ass> beer. <laughs> Woken up by the cleaning crew yeah. after that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> see you when you get here. Cheers. 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 Bye. <laughs> Dave and I encourage you to drink responsibly always. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 